0: Hey everyone, here's your weekly disclaimer. This week we used the Zoom audio, as opposed to what we usually do, which is our, like, mics, and I guess the Zoom uses the mic. Anyway, we used the audio straight from Zoom. It changes nothing. It's still a great episode, and hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the 97th episode of the Cars Cast Movie Cast. I'm here as always with my co-host, Jeff. Um, and today we have a very special guest, uh, the director of Some Kind of Heaven, uh, Lance Oppenheim. Hey, th-
1: thanks for having me. I- I'm, a, I'm a big fan, <laughs> fan, fan of everything you guys do. Um, yeah, no, it's nice to th- thank Thank you for, for bringing me on. I- I'm, I'm excited to talk about this movie okay.
2: with you. Of course, yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, first of all. Happy um, birthday as well. New I won't.
1: I, I'm gonna leave this show, and if you guys, old. if you guys don't sing me happy birthday, I'm I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm exiting out of this Zoom. <laughs> just please don't. Yeah. That. No, that's that's <laughs> the
2: outro. Added in please post, don't. and then you're yeah. you're free to leave at any time yeah. during the happy birthday singing.
1: <laughs> I, well, I, it's just funny because you know I, the thing that's a bummer about this pandemic only a bummer because no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's a fucking it, you know it's a horrible terrible thing um yeah but no I, I i always i'm i'm the asshole who uses my birthday as a way to like you know, go out for dinner i'll be like you got a birthday discount or you know <laughs> i go to like uh you know any any place that i'm gonna buy something from and i'll you know the, the, this is like a tradition i've always done best buy i'll ask if they do like a 10 percent off uh birthday discount yeah do they? i just usually people say no you know but, but <laughs> i i like the the, the the ask it's like the one day you can ask things from people yeah it's a
2: great leading question
1: um so yeah i know i need to like i should go try and get like a meeting with uh you know uh marvel studios and say can i make a can i make a movie it's my birthday 10% on <laughs> i don't, <know. laughs> um, don't want to make a marvel movie would you guys yeah. want to make a marvel movie if you had the chance to maybe i
0: don't i feel like the I don't know you like it's not just making the movie. You have to like know all the lore and stuff. Yeah, and it's like unless we're talking like Ant Man, where it's like I You're feel right. like the stakes are kind of low. <laughs> I'm <It's just> like
2: <laughs> a small man. It's
0: kind of funny. I was just thinking about this. Ant Man is like one
1: of the more interesting. You know, I like I I think given its baggage because you remember the whole Edgar Wright thing, and then he was yeah. Inspired, yeah Yeah, right. right. And then Paul Rudd and Adam McKay didn't they co they wrote the scripts right? And then they I think so for the first one. And then I thought that, I haven't seen the second Ant-Man actually, but I remember, you know, I, I really liked the, I thought the first one was awesome. I, I liked how they had a, a Neil Hamburger. Uh, have you ever seen this video? Sorry, I'm just going off topic No, already, please. But there's a video of, um so so uh, Greg Turkington who plays Neil Hamburger in, in you know, on cinema. Um, or well, I guess he's not, you know, he's in a bunch of the, the Tim and Eric yeah. extended universe, but he, um he plays the guy who fires Paul Rudd at the Baskin Robbins at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> and uh, it's like, a, it's like a five second cameo, but there's, there's a video of him on the red carpet getting interviewed by, you know, some like random entertainment j- journalist. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like the video starts like, we're on the red carpet with, Michael Douglas and you see like a shot of Michael Douglas like going inside and like Paul Rudd and he's just like <laughs> waving and then and we have like one of the stars of Ant Man. we have Greg Turkington here and <laughs> Greg Turkington <laughs> is like I think he may have memorized the Wikipedia entry for like what the synopsis of the movie is um and anyway long story short it's just one of the funniest things in the planet because he just like this woman this poor journalist is like trying to like leave to get to like you know, one of the more alien <laughs> talent in the movie. And yeah. <laughs> Greg Turkington just hogs the microphone and he's just like, I can't, uh, you know, I get to tell you what my part in the movie is. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Marvel. Yeah, that must be yeah. stressful having to feel like you own the cultural heritage. Of, um, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think like Star Wars is probably the only IP where it's, there's more <laughs> scrutiny for the new directors who like try to take them on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I
2: don't think I need that. Oh Someone my god. Like, I mean, look at the look hey, And man, yeah. you made him the wrong size. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over the Ryan Johnson thing cuz I, you know, I I like I I love Ryan Johnson's movies. I, I Honestly, I feel like I'm a bigger Ryan Johnson fan than I am a Star Wars fan at this point in my life. Um which is I'm sorry if I'm offending <laughs> you guys, but not at all. I like no. that movie a lot and I just remember being like, wow, people are really this says so much about that culture that they can't accept a movie like this. And then also the, the fucking sequel to that movie is like, oh God, <laughs> you know, I can't believe that it happened. It's so, it, I feel bad for everyone involved, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: um, it's a mess. Um,
1: yes. Anyway, sorry. I,
0: I, no, <laughs> no, you're good. Why don't we not hijack? The thing about this podcast is like, the twist is that we try to talk about movies and then kind of derail pretty fast. So like, this is yeah. already very on brand. And, uh. and also- <laughs> If anything, we're only derailing it from talking about your
2: film. So if anything, I think you're allowed to do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, I honestly would rather, yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm happy to talk about this movie, but I'm also, um, you know, I like, I like talking, like talking movies with fellow cinephiles. I I feel like my friends in my own personal life, my girlfriend always tells me that I speak about movies, talk about movies too much. She's not a filmmaker and she's, you know, very smart, intelligent awesome person if you're listening blend, i love you do no. uh um, no no um uh but no anyway yeah it, it but yeah everyone in my life is always like will you just shut the fuck up about the movie <laughs> stuff for a second like which is sad because i really you know i i have i have a lot of thoughts about things and i yeah. don't like expressing myself on the internet because i get yeah. too nervous um about yep. that so start a podcast.
2: Carson just uh, <laughs> enrages people on Letterbox. That's kind yeah. Of his
1: <laughs> yeah, you have a whole legion of people who could make angry or they'll, yeah. They'll, you got ride or dies. You know they'll, they'll
0: yeah. Yeah, uh,
2: they actually found out how to make Carson angry a while ago. Where remember there was the phase where every comment was just Carson Runquist moment on Letterboxd.
0: Yeah, and I didn't know what that meant, and I still don't. And I asked them to stop, and then that in itself became a joke <laughs> and i'm just like it's a tricky situation i'm like I, in many ways i'm also ryan johnson right now i can feel yeah, the yeah, pressure yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i feel like this happens really.
1: sometimes there's this other guy um so i have a friend who made feels good man arthur jones yeah a great filmmaker great, amazing documentary. great fucking movie yeah great movie um he connected me with um this guy adam uh who runs your movie sucks which yeah i i, I've, I actually oh, followed yeah. for a while I, and i really like him but i was looking at the comments for his his like the video where he reviewed our film and um i feel like he probably you know i asked him if he has a similar feeling because everyone's just been you know shitting on him for not putting out some lion king review or something oh that he's, yeah he's for like a few <laughs> years and i was just like dude that must be like a really in- i don't know that must be an intense uh weird sense of pressure in a way where you're yeah. like you know, have a little yeah. fan base but they want you to do something that maybe you don't want to do mm-hmm, but you right gotta do it anyway I, I we,
2: we actually do currently have that happening where every time we put out something for this podcast everyone's telling us that we need to do an episode on diary of a wimpy
0: kid <laughs> <laughs> which we've never mentioned really it funny. before i don't know why that
2: became <laughs> we, actually we have mentioned it because didn't you
0: like, i auditioned, auditioned for it for, as yeah. a kid but oh that was not, wow was okay like, that's a huge come on you gotta I, fucking do it then you i
2: this, don't <laughs> you
0: gotta do it it's a you remember the sides
2: for the audition
0: i don't know if it was a legit audition it was a website that told you to submit a video of you reciting lines and I never heard back, and now I'm just processing. Like, was that a legit thing, or did I just <laughs> submit this video? Wow, some website. Uh, but yeah, you didn't should. Get you the know, part. I, I will say if you
1: had to do anything, that I would love to see you guys review. Um, and I know you're not asking, so you can tell me to to, you know, <laughs> to leave. But um, there's a few things I guess. The first is I'd like to see you review a movie called Hotel for Dogs, which is of a similar. Mm-hmm. I have it on dvd the pantheon (laughs) of of the the, of the diary of a wimpy kid the studio like young adult but skewing much younger movie uh no talking animals in it but it's about uh, Mm that two kids and earnestly trying to run a a dog spa uh which is great and then also the other one i watched recently uh, have you guys ever seen the blank check the disney movie from no i think so (laughs) (laughs) it's like now ringing a bell Okay, so this is like the craziest fucking movie I think I've. I, so I saw it as a kid and I remember being. Yeah. Upset. I just, you know, I think, I don't know what this says about me or anybody who liked that movie when you were younger. Um, but the premise of the movie is that it's a, it, and it's also shot, by the way, by the guy John Toll who who did The Matrix. So like it looks, it looks kind of good. And it's got, um, what's his face from Twin Peaks in it? I am um, uh, Miguel, uh, Miguel Ferreira, who, oh, right, who yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Um, Great actor. Anyway, yeah. the premise of this movie is that a uh, a guy, he uh, gets out of jail, and he is not a good guy at all, and he <laughs> is uh, don't, doing his thing, trying to live a, a life, trying to get back in the crime thing again. And uh, he, as he's doing, as he's driving or pulling his car out, this kid, who is a little boy, you know, his parents are always putting pressure on him to be a businessman or something, even though he's like six years old or he's like 10 years old, <laughs> whatever <laughs> old he is. And the, the the Miguel Ferreira backs his car into the kid's bike. He destroys the bike and, um, and he feels guilty about it. So he gives the kid a blank check to say, Hey, you know, just put, you know, $200 on there. And the kid has this genius plan. Instead of doing that, he's going to put $1 million. So. <laughs> He puts a million dollars <laughs> in, and in the movie's universe, one million dollars gets you, like, you know, seemingly, like, 20 million dollars, because he buys a house with a water <laughs> right. slide. But the most, the reason why I bring it up, that it, it is such a strange movie, and it is always, I feel like it's a hilarious movie to revisit now, and also a very disturbing one. I, first, like, the, the principles of this film are basically, like, getting rich is great, and everyone should aspire <laughs> to being a rich person is, is, like, one of the themes of the film. Yeah. Um, but second, there is, like, you know, I can't even, I don't even, I'm not even like sugarcoating this. There, there is like a, like, <laughs> the little kid ends up kissing and like romancing with a much older woman. So all the feelings of big that felt a little weird when you watch it sometimes now about like, oh, it's like, it's yeah. like 30 year old woman's having sex with like a, you know, young boy in an older person's body. This is, this guy is not in a younger, this younger, this kid is not in an older man's body. He is, he is a 10 year old who literally, this, this woman kisses him on the lips and tells him to come back, you know, hit her up in 10 years, which would only make him, or no, I think she says less than 10 years. Anyway, I'm rambling now again, but it, oh, it, okay. it really is, I really do think you should rewatch it because I I, I'm, I'm, I think the internet needs to like revisit this film. Yeah, and, and
2: I question absolutely Disney. have seen that film. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, like you just awakened something inside of me. I think 20 years ago, I saw that film.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, because the sequences I remembered as a kid was the he he's a water slide and it kind of becomes a little bit like um, uh, um, Home Alone a little bit where you know he has this huge house and then all these criminals who he's stolen money from because he's a fucking criminal because he's still, <laughs> you know, they're trying to come after him and then he like has all these, ingen- it kind of just like rips off of all these other movies. But anyway, it, it also does have this thing that I feel like is, is very specific to like early 2000s, late 90s movies they all feel like they were lit, like shot at like sunrise, because they all look like pink and yeah. gorgeous, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they look, all look like they were shot in film or something. So, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I maybe that's why we're all, you know, it helps kind of conjure the nostalgia. Is they, mm-hmm. they, smart about what time of day they should be shooting no. it yeah that's yeah. why i
2: have this really like low cri light yeah. lighting me it's to for the illusion of sunrise the, 90, the magenta yeah, levels are all 90s
1: heads are gonna come out and say jeff we love jeff's <laughs> like wow situation here yeah that
2: sunrise look yeah
1: yeah okay we should talk about them i'm sorry I'm, I'm, no I'm, don't okay. be
0: i'm sorry that like yeah i feel you've had to talk about the movie like all week with the <laughs> we might as well just talk about Blank check or whatever blank, it's called. Blank yeah. check. No, it's 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 okay. I, I am yeah. curious
1: to hear what you guys thought, and I appreciate. You know, I I'm very happy, and, and I and I was very relieved when I learned you liked it. So
0: I uh, I loved it. First of all, I watched it actually again last night uh, just to get a refresher, and I showed it to my roommates, and they both really loved it. I mean, my one roommate said it was like one of his favorite documentaries that he's seen. So fuck, wow. I mean, it's. Cool. I really. Like the film, and I'm um, Jeff. I think was telling me the same. Yeah, I'd hope so. I mean, <laughs> really first of all, awkward. Florida,
2: Florida, man, to Florida, yeah, Florida man, man. you, Florida guys, you, you get it,
1: yeah, Th- yeah. Thanks. You,
2: I mean, you, you definitely captured Florida. <laughs> it, it, it's
1: kind of an interesting thing, you know, of, of how to capture. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was like a a, a thing that we, I, I think maybe just being around there and the, the places that the villages, like outside of the villages is such a strange, like Ocala and Leesburg and these places that are like kind of more rural and have become a little bit more built up because of the villages, because there's like a, you know, there's business and stuff coming in. Um, but yeah, no, there was like some... I'm you know, I'm from South Florida. I feel like South Florida, obviously Miami, like you know, you, you do have like the headlines of like Bath Salt Man gets shot three times yeah. and growls at police officers. You know, you have like the weird, you have weird shit happening everywhere. There's also this other story about um that I was always obsessed with. This this guy um pretended to this is this is a really fucked up story, but this this guy who was a young he was probably 23. Um, this could also be a Disney movie of like the, I guess, if, if <laughs> on the lines of Blank check. This guy pretended to be a gynecologist. And I think because, because he was really actually, I think, obsessed, not with, you know, being, obviously he was a creep, but I actually think he wanted to to, to do the work of what a gynecologist does. But he was not, like, he, he did yeah, not He had, go, like, no
2: certification. You
1: know, yeah, no certification. I, I like and he had been operating that. for, like, five years, yeah. <laughs> like, for a while doing it. And, and I think he actually, like, in some cases, if I, I may be butchering the story, but I think, you know, I, I think he, I don't know if every patient was sort of like, this guy's a fraud. I think some people were like, oh, yeah, okay. Um,
2: yeah.
1: But he went to jail. And I was just like, this is the most other Florida man headline of ever.
2: Yeah, okay. A couple just, like, quick Florida stories. I just want to see yeah. if you remember them. Um, Do you remember the monkey on the lamb? This was on on my side. So this was like near Clearwater. There was this like Stephen Colbert had this whole thing on the Colbert report like 10 years ago about it. But there was this monkey that escaped um, and was living near where I lived. So it actually was like near where my dad worked. And for years, it was on the loose. And every now and then you would hear about it would jump out of a tree and attack someone and then run away. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, yeah, there oh, was just insane. an escaped monkey. That's, that's um,
2: a, like a rabbit. Did they end yeah. up getting
1: him or what happened? Um, what
2: happened? Yeah, so they ended up getting him, I think, after like three years.
1: Oh, my God. So, he really Yeah, got, but, like,
2: his... but there was this one picture in the newspaper um, that, like, everyone felt really bad for the monkey. So, like, oh, it's so lonely because there was a mo- – it was a mirror and the monkey was staring at itself in the mirror.
0: Wow. <laughs> and it was,
2: like, this, like, yeah, really like emotional real time existen- for our area.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> The monkey held up a mirror to society. You know, that was, uh, that (laughs) was was really the, 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 he was just trying to prove a point. Um, yeah, that's, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. I also did have like the whole bath salt, like people eating other people's faces. Cause that was near here. There was one of those where someone on bath salts, um, these people were watching TV in their garage, which, you know, is like a Florida thing people do sometimes. (laughs) Um, and yeah, this person on bath salts just came and ate their faces.
1: Wow yeah no i i don't understand what the fuck was going on that year i feel like it was like a year or two period where there were many incidents across the state both in south florida there was a you know i think one of the like early instances was a guy who like had no or like did not had no history of prior mental illness or anything like that or even like real drug use um uh seemingly had smoked bath salts and then um, he he ate a homeless man. Like he he killed a homeless man, ate him, ate his face, and then uh, the police shot him. Like the police tried to you stop him, they shot him, and he respond. He 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 did not fall to the ground. He he growled at them. Um, yeah, and I was just like, what the fuck? And then and then I saw I may have, it probably was the story that you were bringing up. I saw another you know another bath salt story. There was like at least two other ones that I had remembered reading, and I was like, what the hell is? going on specifically with florida and these bath salts and why are people you know i feel like i've i've used bath salts in the in the tub you know make like a bubble bath and really nice but like what 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 yeah. inspires people to, to want to smoke it i mean it's yeah. just also awesome. yeah. what
2: does it do to you like what I I know it turns you into like a superhuman zombie yeah yeah it's like (laughs) like I mean I feel like if people knew this was like a like a you
1: know psychotropic some kind of like you know I don't know Um, this reminds me of that that I didn't see that movie but Project Power is what it sounds like you just you know (laughs) just smoke it and then you could just you know be invincible for like five minutes
2: Um, anyway Anyways, yeah. Luckily, that was not a part of this documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
0: wish a little bit more tame.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, some drug use, but like
0: a little bit more typical drug use. Yeah, yeah.
1: typical, typical stuff.
0: Um, we yeah haven't even like really like described the film to yeah, anyone who hasn't uh, seen it, it yet. <laughs> but like, I mean, you could. Uh, okay, before I read the synopsis, though, actually, I'll, I'll read it first. Uh, it is behind the gates of a palm tree lined fantasy land for residents of America's largest retirement community, the villages, Florida, strive to find solace and meaning. Um, and I wanted to ask you Lance. Uh, so the thing that Jeff and I do every week is we read the Google synopsis for the film, just to describe, we don't come up with our own synopses. And f- now that we're speaking to like a filmmaker directly, like who do you have any idea? Like who writes the, Synopsis for these Google <laughs> things because sometimes they're ridiculous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: embarrass myself. Well, so that one I wrote myself. Okay, uh, which I, I honestly—well, no, I mean now that I <laughs> now I don't think it's actually that good. I think I think um I wrote that around the time of Sundance because no no one else on the production team knew how to describe or talk about the movie. And I remember we had like a phone call with you know somehow even though this is a really small film and I feel like ultimately it was made by, you know, me and like, a you know, five other like friends of mine physically on set and, you know, there, um, we did have a lot of, you know, we would show a lot of cuts to people invested in the film and then, you know, the New York Times who also was like, you know, creatively involved in, in and Darren Aronofsky and his team was also involved too. So there, there, you know, we'd have these like marathon, large phone calls, and then we it was a really like the most simple of questions, like what is this movie about? Um, people did not know how the fuck to talk about it, and I was like, oh, maybe that's an interesting, maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's a bad thing. And I and I, you know, so I, what I was doing, and I feel like this kind of came from my days of like. I would intern at, you know, I would do like script coverage and stuff in, in, yeah, in, in college. I was, I was working in, you know, development jobs just to see what that was like. Um, mm-hmm. And I would always, you know, when I was doing coverage, I was like, fuck, how do I fucking describe this movie? This is impossible. And then, <laughs> you know, sometimes I would just look at comps. So I, I think like for that, I'm trying to remember what movies I was looking at, how they were described. probably looked at like Far From Heaven. I think I looked at... Um, Probably looked at the Florida project. I'm trying to think of the other movies that I was. Uh, I looked at Safe, even is like obviously not applicable mm-hmm. from the <laughs> summary. But no, I mean, then sometimes I think what happens is you know I, um, the new synopsis. If you look it up on Google, that wasn't that one wasn't written by me, and 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 I and I think it's good. I think it probably gets to what the film is more. But I also think like the synopsis you just read is I think what the movie actually is, which is sort of like this existential quests of a kind of film yeah and I think the way that um, Magnolia has advertised the movie which you know I think they've done a great job it seems like people hopefully are watching it and stuff but they've sort of pitched it as like this is the movie about the villages which in my mind um, you know it's the first movie that has the villages in it and maybe this will cause uh, other people to go make movies about the villages or something but um, in my mind this is a movie like you know, we're, we're is the ideas of the place and the setting and like sort of the landscape how it informs the consciousness of the people who live there like it's much more concerned with that than it is sort of the the film that's going to be the expose or kind of give you all the information about you know what what the place is and how it works and you know yada 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 this and and whatever so i you know I, i um yeah Uh, that's a long-winded answer to your question no but but, you know I, i honestly i think most times it's probably like you know depending on how involved a filmmaker gets usually there are filmmakers maybe like myself who you know especially if like you're You really give a fuck about the movie you just made like you really like i had i have a hand in like every single material that you know every single fucking thing that is you know put out in the internet i've tried to at least either start and then i'll hand it off to someone to help finish from like the magnolia team or or vice versa they'll start something and i'll like give a really intense amount of notes um then there are other places other companies that put out movies that are not nearly as collaborative as like magnolia is uh, you know and I feel like when like Netflix puts out a movie or, or you know sometimes filmmakers are just truly like you know they're expected to sort of just ha- hand the keys over to, to whoever's going yeah. to be putting it out um, <laughs> which I feel like we've seen I mean obviously like Netflix is Netflix they've done you know they, they, they can put out movies like Mank all day and actually get them attention which is cool but you know they also fucked up Cuties which is like a. Mm-hmm. I mean like what, I yeah, still pretty, can't get over that pretty badly um. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it seems like their consolation prize is giving the filmmaker uh, a Netflix deal, which you know, I mean, that's cool. I mean, at least that's and I,
2: like, yeah, it's like a yeah, nice, no, it's great. She, it's she, like, can, hey, we made everyone hate you. Um, yeah, and you, it's just, now you, you have a movie, bunch of death threats. But
1: that movie is really good, and it's just it's just such a weird. I mean, it, it does go to show how. Um, I mean, obviously, this is like a trite thing to say, but how, you yeah, know, how, how, how how involved promoting a film can be and how, how badly yeah. it could go if, if like you really don't, I'm just, I, I still wonder if, if like, I have, you know, I, 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 I believe what she's saying that like she didn't see the that poster or anything when it came out, but I'm, you know, and obviously I, I don't think anyone could have predicted like Ted Cruz, <laughs> fucking asshole, idiot, yeah. ass clown, that guy is, you know, coming out and, and then, you know also tweeting about the movie or whatever he did and, and then all these republican you know uh, lawmakers were like this movie netflix supports pedophilia or something it's just yeah. like no you, no one has seen the film no one you know it just it's it drives me nuts but um yeah, yeah. it can go what, what was some of the what was one example of the synopsis that you were like fuck
0: like that is a terrible one that doesn't do justice to this movie at all I'm trying to – we've had, like, a run of good ones. The Promising Young Woman one was nice. Uh, I'm trying to think, though.
2: Yeah, there was, like, one that – there was, like, a couple words you didn't even know in the synopsis where, well, kind of like, the, the person was – Too big.
0: Maybe it's that's the
1: filmmaker
2: who wrote that. I feel – I'd have to imagine that's the – I'm starting to believe that, yeah. It's like, when a man uses legerdemain to <laughs> – <Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. laughs> Is that a real word, or is that just uh, – if you just made that, it up –
2: That means sleight of hand. Oh, i never, never
1: have heard that. Yeah, I feel like I, I, well, I had a tendency to do shit like that too, especially in college. And then also trying to use big words in conversations. And uh, a friend of mine, he's a critic. He was like, I don't think I've ever met anyone who mispronounces (laughs) as many (laughs) or misuses as many big words as you. And I was like, fuck, I I gotta, I gotta (laughs) stop. I just, I should just stick to the, yeah. Simple English, you know. I feel
2: like since you went to Harvard, though, I feel like that's expected. Well, yeah, like to I, use know, big words, it just yeah. feels like the right thing to do.
1: Well, it just—it's also like you know, but I think you're kind of like an asshole. Um, no, no matter what, you're kind of you know, uh, yeah. It's funny. I mean, the the film program at Harvard was 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 such a different experience and different vibe, and and not you know, not nearly as stuffy as I think. Like you know, at least I thought what harvard would be like going going into it it was it's you know there's a lot of really great filmmakers that are you know like i don't know if you guys have seen sherman's march um the ross mcculley movie you guys would love that film um you know there there are some like heavy heavy hitters that that are you know have been at this for a long time that teach there and then you know it, it kind of you know, the, the program hasn't changed. So, it you know, one, one thing I did was like a 16 millimeter film class and uh, you shot on, you know, um, you shot on 16, you edited on a flatbed on a steam back and the Steenbecks literally like there, you could see they're like, they haven't cleaned them. So like, you could kind of see like blood <laughs> stains from someone <laughs> several decades, probably prior who has been who's done it. But, um but, you know, like, like, Andrew Bajowski did this class and I, you know, we see like, they have archives of these films. Um, the class has been going on for like 35 years. And then Triselle, uh Damien Triselle was also part of this mm-hmm. class and made, wow. you know, his, his, his college thesis guy and Madeline on a park bench was like shot with all the equipment from this film program. Not,
2: not with an iPhone. Not with an iPhone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm rambling, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, there was, it was a really cool, time to, to be there and a cool place to, you know, make, make movies.
2: Yeah. DePaul, which is where Carson and I went. um, It's pretty much like they would just give you lots of equipment and stuff and that's then awesome. just like yeah like you the, the theory is not very strong there but it's like hey you can have an alexa and a mira and a whole soundstage yourself in tons of gear oh my
1: god what they they had they had like a that's that's psycho that's crazy yeah
2: so i would <laughs> I, yeah i shot like a web series with like like two cameras and like on a sound stage <laughs> and like we were just like wow. pre-rig tons of like you know light and stuff and it's like it was free well Obviously that's awesome you pay tuition, you know, I, I, but yeah.
1: I feel like that's the thing is like um Well, I feel like the thing with film school that's always tough is I I feel like, you know, you either can go to vocational, right? Which I feel like Mm -hmm. at least some of my friends who've gone to like the more traditional like Tisch or USC or Chapman, I think um, some of them went in wanting to be directors and then they came out, you know, still wanting to direct, but obviously like the the one thing that's good about them is it gives you, it equips you with skills of how to actually make a living. Like, so you become a gaffer or you you may see or, you know, whatever, whatever. uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I think the, the way that it sounds like DePaul was worked similar to to ours. We didn't have nearly as nice of equipment, but, but, um, uh, you know, the, there was a little like we would basically our classes would go like we'd watch a movie like a Frederick Wiseman movie. Occasionally, we'd have like a Frederick Wiseman. A, I like I'm saying a Frederick Wiseman. There was only one Frederick Wiseman, but <laughs> you know, occasionally we'd have like him like the, the, like he came into one class because he lives in Cambridge, which is mm-hmm. psycho. Um, And then then basically uh, watch a movie, talk to a filmmaker, go and basically screen your rushes and talk about like what you're working on. So it was a cool, you know, like there were film theory classes, but it was a very practical place to, um, and I, you know, I kind of cheated the system in a way because I got to work on this film was was really my, um, my, you know, it was my thesis in college. Yeah, it was your thesis, right? So you you shot this when
2: you were 22.
1: Started working on it, yeah, yeah. Fuck, wow. I I started working on it then, um, in the summer of twenty eighteen, and then I brought it into class, and I basically just tried to, you know, t- you know, the film program did not like. You were basically only you were expected to make a film in every class if you were to take one, mm-hmm. different projects. But I convinced all of my professors to like let me work. I just knew this was going to be like a really big undertaking. Yeah, um, I needed to figure out what I was doing, so I I, I took like three very de- three very different pedagogical approaches to like how and what this film could be um i took a class with like i don't know if you guys are familiar with that guy lucy and casting taylor who made like leviathan the in this or the sensory ethnography movies um uh but he's a very he's a very particular fella and he's <laughs> a very great filmmaker he made another movie called cannibal um he hated. he hates this film so much which is which is cool but you know he like he, he gave me a lot of great notes um, but there were just a lot of it was a lot of different it was a, it was a kind of a, a way where I started to realize um, that the movie needed to grow because the first shoot I did was just really I shot a little bit with Reggie the first shoot I was doing, a little bit with Barbara and I had a whole slew of other subjects I was following around. Um, and then I was really obsessed with just trying to capture like the Busby Berkeley nature-esque stuff of of the clubs and like the the golf cart drill team or the cheerleaders or the this or the that. And there were cuts that I was experimenting with then that was kind of more like start on a club and then pick a person in the club and follow them around for like a few days. Um, but it just never worked and it wasn't deep enough and it felt too... Um, it felt too judgy felt like too judgmental. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, it it grew a lot, but I I got like trashed. I got like, you know, I remember like we did these big critiques, like every single student, every single professor after all the screenings are done. Um, And I remember for like one hour straight, I just got like, you know, people were railing against this movie uh, at the time, at least because it was just like, I, I think... I probably had a big X on my back already, just because I had made other films that you know left the program and were online different places. But um, but no, I mean it was really helpful, and I, I I appreciate that kind of. I'd rather get trashed and make a better mm-hmm. thing than not, you know. Yeah, and make trash. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, what wasn't that number like...
2: one critique, Jeff? Oh, sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait. I we, we do an internet thing. I was, I I was just I- saying, like, what was the number one critique they were giving you?
1: Well, one person would say, well, "This is like the the top line." Well, okay. I can give you two things. The, the The top line thing people said it was an endless tray of hors d'oeuvres with no main course. So, like, <laughs> basically, like tons of fun images that didn't really go anywhere. And. I think, you know, I was really trying, like there's two movies that I was really obsessed with. I was obsessed with this movie, Space Coast, which was made by one of my professors, Ross McAwee. Um, and it's a verite doc that is also, like, I was trying to figure out, like, what movies exist that are portraits of places, but also portraits portraits that become portraits of people. So, and I actually, you know, I think, like, Wiseman obviously has a lot of those, but even then, Wiseman's portraiture is not quite what I'm looking to do. You know, it's much more objective and omniscient. This is much more subjective. Um, But Space Coast is a movie about Uh, this community you know Florida community uh, right after the space program was defunded and basically you just see all these people in this hangover of like a communal collective dream and the the economy has gone to the gutter and all these people who once worked really promising jobs and were obsessed with the the, the frontier and outer space are now just sort of stuck on land and it's just such a fucking amazing movie you know not only just because of that analogy of like there's something cosmic about their their pursuit, but also just where they are in their lives. It's very depressing. Um, then there's another. There was obviously Vern in Florida, which was you know their Florida movie, but also like you have these kind of fascinating subjects that just talk and talk and talk, and then somehow by some strange choices, the alchemy of how the movie's edited, it becomes this like transcendent thing, and all the the parts become part of a larger whole. Um, So I was trying to do that and I just like, I don't, I couldn't like, you know, the material I captured was too stylized. I think in a way that, that I think it almost betrayed the, the, the framework of what I was of of those kinds of films that are much more verite and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, don't require any reenactments or, you know, aren't, aren't, uh, you know, are just kind of more straight up uh, doc. and then the other th- criticism I had, this was a comment from Lucy in, uh the filmmaker I was just referring to. Um, and I've memorized this because it was like such a, at the time I was just like, fuck, like that hurts. But I, you know, it was something that I honestly like put up on our whiteboard while we were editing. Cause I, um, because I just was like, you know, I gotta, uh, need to go deeper. Um, but okay. I want to see if I can get this quote out of my brain. It's a long <laughs> one. He said, um, this is the kind of film destined for American television or a film festival like Sunday, which is known for its unambitious, unintelligent and parochial film <laughs> programming. Um, and then he said something sort of like, uh, um, I think he said, this film is interesting, but could have been more, uh, and it can be more with, simple, with, 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 uh, with curiosity, with more, with more, with more, fuck! I'm gonna butchering this. I think he said something about like this movie would have been benefited from simple curiosity about the magnitude of human existence. That was one of the last lines, and I was just like, <laughs> I "Was like simple curiosity, magnitude of human existence." I'm like, "Oh shit!" You know, but but I think he was right because I, I I do think you know he he, he was saying uh the other things that he had said to me was that you know it didn't portray people in the round. It felt more like characters than than actual character portraits um and it felt also as if you know at times I think on the tightrope act of trying to appear you know being really I had like the access I had um I didn't want to betray any of the subjects in the film see, because they were very collaborative in helping make me make this and giving me ideas for what to shoot and how to shoot it um but you know Lucian was also saying that uh uh yeah that the film on the tightrope act of like being respectful and being judgmental and also making someone appear foolish and not doing that it was too much in the foolish camp um so you know it it was it like making the film was always a question of of those kinds of things it's a modulation act of how how you know as the lens of a much younger person than any person in this community it's going to it's the most expected thing you can do is to make a portrait of you know how the older gener the okay boomer boomer effect. Like I, I really wanted to do, I really wanted to not do okay. Boomer, I, you know, except that is right. I mean, I feel like it's a very reductive way to experience a human being, you know, regardless of their age. Uh, and that, also, that filter I was applying to like other things like politically, like it was no surprise to me that a place that looked and felt like the villages is, is like, you know, extremely conservative, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think it's like baked in the DNA of the community. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'd rather make something that goes deeper in a different way and different direction than everything you can just sort of read or glean from, you know, in a political article or right. something. And
2: you probably what shot, I mean, you shot this, I guess, a couple, like probably a year before you got heavy into like the last election. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, you know, there's so many stories coming out of the villages where it's like the villages are going to swing the election in Florida. Yeah. And it's
1: like, no, totally. I mean, I think, look, if, if I had made the movie now, I mean, that's like a huge,
2: like, I feel like there would have been
1: so much shit to cover. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is someone making this film. Who knows? But like, you have the political stuff. You have the, you know, I mean, you have the COVID of it all as well. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm sure you can make an entirely different film.
2: Yeah. And even with yeah. the, the same people you followed, like, I feel like, knowing their political views some it gives you like this extra insight into like how they operate and it just gives you totally. a little more total thing but obviously it's like you shot this before then but it just, well, it's interesting it i mean like different the, film.
1: yeah the only person you know barbara's a, a part of the democrat club she's like a very staunch boston liberal you know reggie and anne it seems like skew more like they, they're not like trump supporters um but when i ask reggie like what he thinks about politics he's like i don't give a fuck about politics i don't care you know it's just like he doesn't give a shit and then dennis dennis is dennis is definitely like a trumper but but like not in a um i don't even think he like follows politics i just think he is he, he likes the strong man it's routine, like yeah right you know? like it's
2: just the zeitgeist of other people that are all into yeah. it like i'm with you
1: I think he just likes him like he likes to Hefner, you know, or like what right. Kanye said about right. Trump once, which he was like, you know, Trump's special, Joe Biden's not special or whatever. <laughs> like distilling <laughs> yeah. it down into that weird filter is exactly, I feel like how Dennis would probably view him. But, right. um, but yeah, no, I mean, if I had made this film about different things, I don't think I would have been following the same subjects, you know, and even like, thankfully, fortunately, a lot of their lives has, you know, obviously everyone's lives have been impacted by all the time we've spent indoors and, all that craziness, but, um, you know, thankfully, knock on wood, they, they you know, they, they're all healthy. They all, they, they're all fine. Um, and it yeah. does seem like most of the crazy things that were happening in their lives, um, it seems like really happened while we were there, which is um, intense, but also, you know, I feel like we're, we all feel like we made the movie we wanted to make. Um, and by we, I mean myself plus the subjects, because that was like a, um, an interesting component to this of of, of like them being, you know, it was important that they, that they needed to see, they needed to see themselves, you know, in the movie. I feel like that was like the amount of access they gave me in return, the amount of trust they, 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 they they trusted in us, like to betray them, to do something that they didn't like would have been, I don't Mm -hmm. think I could have lived with that decision. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I was like very, even the movie as is, is, is really intense to watch if you, even if you don't know them, um, so it's it's always interesting and in, I'm always just like very grateful to them for being so bold and, uh, you know, yeah, being like co-artists almost in a way of making this thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think Carson and I had a few like more specific pointed yeah. questions. So I think we'll, we'll try to get into those. Um, yeah. Carson?
0: Yeah. Well, I honestly, you touched on a lot of what I was going to ask and I was honestly was about to say we had like a few user uh people sent in questions on our patreon um oh, cool. And i just wanted to touch on those uh unless but jeff did you have anything specific yeah to do i do i you had know? like a couple i'd had, I had like a couple more
2: um so just like from a very general uh when did you decide on the aspect ratio that was pretty early
1: on i mean it was
2: interesting i think
1: david boland and i who who um is you know who shot this movie who's a genius you know I, i've been working with him since i was really like my first short film i i, I he shot so I've, I've i've had a long-standing relationship with him he's one of my best friends but um this was really a, a a decision that i can't take can't take credit for at all i mean we we got there we were shooting we were trying to figure out it was probably like two or three days in while we were there uh initially we were just like let's just just figure it out and feel it out and shoot handheld and see what that feels like and we did it and we were shooting with the you know uh standard aspect ratio and it just felt like it didn't feel right didn't feel right at all and it was bugging us it was bugging him and in turn it was bugging me um so we we spent a long night just talking like what can we do that can that can really you know communicate not only the like um you know the way the place feels and how manicured the place is and you know, like we were, kept, we kept looking at photo books like Larry Sultan's Pictures from Home in the Valley. And we kept looking at movies like Safe, the Todd Haynes film and Edward Scissorhands and Bigger Than Life, the Nicholas Ray movie, you know. Um, so like there were movies we, we we were looking at. And I I think eventually we just were like, I think Safe was really the, the big thing. That movie is virtually all shot on sticks. Um, obviously the ratio isn't for three, but, but um, I think the, the tripod was just sort of like, okay, fuck. We like, that's probably the mm-hmm. cheapest and most inexpensive it's just it's it's the cheapest way to basically communicate an omniscience uh or at least an understanding of the place or a perspective right. of the place um that could and, and then and then we were kind of like okay well if we're trying to make if we're trying to get our make our images sort of reflect how controlled you know and 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 beautify the place is, then let's figure out how to do that um And procedurally, I think it was like, okay, well, 4.3 does allow us to just ignore the things on the sides of the frames that are just like not that great. And then also like we would get to places, you know, we'd only have a few minutes to set up and it was just like, okay, like it was easier to kind of create these sort of one point perspective, you know, um, these things. But then also I think like more conceptually, there was a lot of things we were thinking about, like we liked the idea that this was sort of harkening back. It almost felt like inauthentically old in a way kind of like how the place was aged, you know, like the fake history yeah. of the place that the crack, the fake crack painted on one of the things like. Yeah, that me- shot,
2: like, yeah. I, mean, obviously, I know that's a shot. Like I could tell when you were editing that you were like this shot, is like the first thing we're building around that like this is yeah the show. no 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 i yeah i fucking
1: love that that just the, the detail that they paint i mean it's just it comes from the place so it, it, it was like i like the idea that this that i thought that the, the choice to do it felt like a kind of like gesturing towards the nostalgia for like turner classic movies and you know um you know like yeah like a re- aspect ratio that maybe some of the subjects in the film would have grown up with when watching but also it does feel inauthentic in, in a way. And it does feel modern because I do feel like it is, uh, the, the choice to do it is, is, you know, there are plenty of films as of late that have also made that choice. But um, it was, it, yeah, I, I would say it was a procedural thing. It was a conceptual thing. And also I think um, in terms of like getting intimate with our subjects, getting intimate with how to make the place look interesting. Um, I liked that like, it kind of in some ways made the film feel like a bubble inside of a bubble in a way. And that like, the, like mm-hmm. by, comp- by compressing the space, it things felt a little bit more claustrophobic and a little bit more like you were really inside of this palm fringed thing. Um, yeah. but you know, I don't know. I mean, I I've obviously I've seen it fucking a million times. So like <laughs> the effect of the four three, I just never even notice it anymore. I mean, I've, I don't think this is a thing, you know, that like going forward, I'm going to be shooting all movies in four three, like, but I do think, um, I think the thing that Bowen and I try to do is like, you know, and and, and I try to do this on all films. If I can't have Bowen, then I'll keep, you know, I I still try to think about this with other DPs. Um, but this idea of of how does the subject matter, how can we sort of reflect or riff off of the subject in the style of the movie, and how can we cry? And you know, I feel like that's what Robert Altman did in his movies, and I feel like that's what PTA does in his movies, and. Uh, you know those are like you know or how Ashby does in his films too and those are like the you know I I think about like the last detail I think about think about a lot of the ways in which filmmakers choose and 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 are never sort of quite satisfied with the choices Uh, and 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 obviously there are some choices that can be too much I feel like there's a tendency these days to like switch the aspect ratio mid-movie like in -hmm. in a few times and I'm just like this seems distracting you know um But anyway, you know, I I, I, I I like the move, like I like the idea of a movie like Waves that is able to like, you know, the the, the, the journey or the, the question, or the, I'm sure the artistic line of thought is like, how can we best simulate the experience emotionally of these characters for an audience? And I think that's a really cool line of questioning. Um, even if, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I do also, Love how when you answer questions, you answer like the all three follow up questions I had. I'm sorry, no, not bad. Way. A rambler, like, I was man, literally, yeah. go, the, those were all the things I was gonna ask. I was like, obviously, this is such precise filmmaking. Where I guess the my final thing before we get into the user, what like or the listener questions is when you were like for some of the the like wide, wider B roll shots, um, obviously, they're so specifically framed. Yeah. And in a documentary, did you have to do a lot of, like, instructing pretty much everyone in the frame to, like, start doing something in a specific time? Because it just seems like you were able to capture all of these moments in, you know, on sticks so perfectly.
1: It was a mix, I'd say. Like, there was a, it, there were times where it would be, like, we'd set up a shot and then wait around a long time until something happened. Um And then there were moments too where it wasn't quite like all right and go for it it wasn't like as choreographed as that but there was you know i think it was like we would set up a shot let normal things happen and then once um you know once shit was kind of like let's say like the air was kind of sucked out of the room and the conversation like i'm thinking about like uh dennis at the bowling alley for example um you know, or, or just like any of the sequences that involved Dennis, which were honestly very tricky to shoot. Anytime there was a woman that Dennis was sort of the eyes of, you know, the, the object of his eyes or something, subject of his, of his fascination. Um, I wanted to make sure that the women were not, I mean, ethically, it was, it was challenging because I wanted to make sure that the women didn't feel like they were coursed into saying like, yes, please come into my house. Like, because there was a camera filming them. So I, you know, there were like, I would, there would be these times where I would pull folks away, especially if I didn't know them that well. We'd have like a meal or a chat before we would shoot. And then, you know, and, and like Dennis at the pool, for example, was, uh, you know, I, I the woman in the red, I, I the, the red hat, red outfit. Um, I pulled her aside and I was just like, how, did, how much do you know about this guy? You know, like what is, mm-hmm. and then she's like, I know everything I need to know about him. And I was like, oh, all right, good. Like, seems like, you know, so I knew that yeah. she was probably going to um, say, you know, I, I knew that she, I knew, I knew that she was going to reject him. Uh, and then, and then it was just a matter of like, we had that zoom shot going every now and again, every now and again. And we did it like, probably, we honestly did that for like an hour, just trying to find just giving ourselves enough, uh, enough options until the conversation got to a certain point where we were like, fuck yeah, that, that was it. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, there were also other times where it was like much more of, we want to communicate this in a scene we don't have that scene how can we best find a way to actually make this natural and and, and feel real and you know these are little things that we would pick up like for example and you know it was really hard for like that the video of reggie getting arrested that happened or when he was like I gotta, you know i had ten dollars worth of cocaine or whatever um that happened when we were gone so it was sort of like how can we fill in the gaps and then these were questions that i would have to you know then i would sort of ask ann these questions like we're going to include this in the film, um, you know what would be the most natural way that this would happen? How have you seen this video before? Where would you watch this video if you have seen it and then you know, there would be kind of questions like that at times where it would be like yeah we're, we're sort of recreating a moment that has already happened, and then it's trying and then it's more sort of like how do we capture the truth of that and, and the best sort of performance that can come from there. Um, in order, to, and, and I think in a weird way, sometimes it actually felt much more emotionally raw in the reenactment of it than than sometimes it did in the actual real moment. So, it was it was the super interesting process, and I think after having made a lot of short docs where it was I was much more of a fly on the wall and I was just stealing little moments and then trying to figure out how to make a movie about them and sculpting it in an edit. Like I much appreci- I, I appreciated this much more just because in a lot of ways. Yeah yeah the subjects were just they understood what the lens of the production was, right, and you, they, you just had yeah. more
2: control where you could kind of coax it so you didn't have to just rely on chance for everything
1: yeah, and also I think it's just like you know I feel like this this movie out of any other film I've made, you know the subjects see themselves in it, and I've made plenty of films where the sub where subjects are not happy with the film. I've even been you know like <laughs> almost the subject of a lawsuit over a film I made about lawyers, so go go figure um uh <laughs> Don't make a movie about lawyers uh, if you don't want to get sued. Uh, but anyway, you know, I, I like, I, and and there are like things, there are those, those, those leaps you need to make at times that are, um, you know, I feel like there are times where in the past where I have prioritized art over people and I just really don't, I did, I just, I felt like I grew. I didn't want to do that anymore. And I wanted to make something that I could live with and the subjects could live with it and we could all be proud right. of it. So um
0: Yeah sweet yeah Um, I wanted to hop into these I don't want to keep you too long I know I said in the email I was like no more than an hour Uh, (laughs) but (laughs) we did have uh, some patrons send in some questions um, and they're pretty light nothing crazy Uh, but this first one comes from uh, boyoyoyoy that's the username (laughs) and (laughs) it is uh, what are some of your favorite uh, documentaries just in general or anything that inspired this specifically i know you've already touched on like a few of them but
1: yeah 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 no that's a good question i mean i love um okay um well obviously like the title of this movie in some ways is 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 a callback to gates of heaven so i, I think the early pre-enterrotron errol morris movies fast cheap out of control i mean that actually does have a Teratron in it but i i love i love that film too vernon florida gates of heaven um you know, Salesman is one of my fucking all time favorites. <laughs> that movie is so insane. Um, I really like my favorite uh, Wiseman movie is is uh, Belfast, Maine, which is like this, it's like a five hour epic that I yeah. watched uh, in college. And I just, you know, I, I, I just like a dream that watched over me is really good. Space Coast that I was referring to is a huge, huge one on this film, at least. Um, Sherman's March, another Ross McElwee film that I think is incredible. Um, I honestly think if anyone's looking to get like just true raw inspiration, um, I really do think like, I'm surprised that not as many people, younger cinephiles haven't caught up with Ross's movies. There's another movie he made, Photographic Memory, another movie he made, Bright Leaves, which is also maybe one of my favorites. Um, He's just sort of like, in my mind, you know, the whole like filmmaker being a character in their film that Michael Moore ends up taking from, but also like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you could also really make an argument that Nathan, Nathan Fielder also same vibe. I'm not, not even kidding. Like a lot of the same, um, even like the premise of the plot of broken flowers is really just like the narrative adaptation of Sherman's March. So like there are, you know, that his movies are fucking amazing. Um, uh, Oh my lord! What are some other ones? I mean, I think you know, for this stylistically, I was looking a little bit early on at the, the the documentary work of Ulrich Seidel the Austrian filmmaker, um and I think you could probably tell that I stole, if you know his films, I've stolen sort of the the, the way, uh, at least some of the, the the wider shots, how they work, like the tableau vivant or whatever he fucking calls them. The, uh, um. But yeah, uh I love the way his movies look, but they're they're really tough to sit through and sit with They get a really insane mm-hmm. view of humanity and then fuck, um I'm trying to think of like other you know docs that i mean of 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 recent past like of the last year, I really do think Feels Good Man is probably one of my all time favorites, I think just probably as like one of not only just as like a a great interesting look at contemporary internet culture but also as just sort of like losing control an, an artist mm-hmm. losing control of a creation i think it's like a, a modern day frankenstein am i is what i thought of it and then um uh, i loved time the garrett bradley's film yes uh it's so fucking good <laughs> and also her her shorts if people haven't seen alone um is alone is insane and there's been a moment in alone um that is just like so unbelievable that's just shot outside of a house and people are just mic'd mm-hmm. up it's, it's a really amazing film um and then also yeah the last person i'll shout out um i really love uh yoris DeBeg- i'm always mispronounce his name but yoris de uh he made a bunch of uh short short films at the new york times this movie called perfectly normal he made another film called the bull rider um but these are films that also i feel like were very in in, in you know very inspirational mm-hmm. for me when i was just starting to make shorts just cuz i this was a guy who was making such you know these are docs that i think are probably less choreographed than than mine but they are um extremely stylish and the style does, never overpowers the substance it's just like it's it's such a fascinating blend of of the two together
2: yeah i Definitely appreciate the style of your film. Because the film that I've seen, like the doc that cl- most closely resembles this, uh, like formulaically is Bombay Beach by Alma Harel. Oh man, fucking love
1: that movie too. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: so yours, it's because it's about like, you know, following people that interwoven and then, you know, it's a kind of still about a place. Yeah. But that's such like a, a gritty film compared to yours, which yeah. is like, which I mean, obviously yeah. makes perfect sense because it's about the villages, which is this like fake- it's kind of like a fake place fake, anyways fake
1: place no Bombay Beach is amazing and also I mean if I were Dina was the other one that that, that um that I think is you know I, I feel like that was another film that was shot it's four three um it's a movie that we actually I I, I had been aware of but I haven't seen until after we had pretty much finished shooting um because the editor of that film who's amazing Sofia Supercasa she she um was editing a film like next next to our suite um uh, we were editing this film, but yeah I, i'd say like the other thing narrative the narrative films I feel like that inspired this movie, I feel like in some ways were more of um were more impactful for the style, and I think a lot of that was just trying to pay homage to like you know yeah um like you know. Paul Verhoeven's view of dystopianness, you know, like, I like love shit like that growing up. I love, um, you know, obvious I've I've mentioned a few of these already, but Edward Scissorhands, safe, the Todd Haynes movie Um, um, shortcuts, the, the Robert Altman movie Um, uh, uh, Gloria, actually both Gloria's Gloria Bell and Gloria, the original, both are fucking amazing glory bell fucking i don't you have you guys seen that movie i I have been meaning to catch it never around to it so good i mean that that was another one where i was just sort of like that was that was the whole thing of of um you know movie about an old she's not even i mean to call julianne more older you know go fuck yourself i'm gonna go show myself (laughs) out now she's a saint she's unbelievable yeah but no like you know it's the movie about growing older that isn't about isn't about aging. It's more about like the, the feeling of the lack of recognizing yourself in a mirror over over time. And um I think that movie's like unbelievably good. Um you know anyway. Yeah.
0: That's I that I definitely gonna check it out. Um I wanted to just quickly say this is more of a comment, but I feel like and this is including your film, like 2020 was such a fantastic year for documentaries. And just like, I feel like so many of them were, they kind of pushed the envelope for a documentary. Like, Time is a great example, Feels Good Man. I really like Boys State, too. Yeah. Um, And obviously, yours. uh, I just think, just felt, oh, and uh, Dick Johnson is Dead. Just, yeah, all of those were amazing i love um, dick johnson
1: yeah M- mole agent was another one that was amazing mm-hmm. um and then you know also the the ross brothers i feel like are really the guys that also were you know ha- have been on this wave for so long of making films that are not um not like pretty you know which is a kind of another part <laughs> of it which i which i love but they but stylistically and formally they they're they're very inventive and and, and strange so bloody Knows empty pockets yeah Four, or five, whatever, whatever, whatever. But that, that their first, their first film actually is my favorite of of, of their bunch, The Zip Code. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah, we just Bloody watched. Pockets.
2: Yeah, we just watched, and that like hurt my brain, like trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out what how much of that was, was real because I didn't read anything like going into it. It
1: was cool. It was cool to see it at Sundance because a lot of people were really pissed about it, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, which is funny. But you know, I, I, like I think that I was nervous, honestly, when we were putting our film out into the planet that people that the documentary orthodoxy was going to have a lot of problems with it, and. Um, you know, I feel like for whatever reason the, Bloody Nose Empty Pockets absorbed all of the documentary orthodoxies yeah. hate, uh, <laughs> but also like all the love from so many people who also thankfully understood how good that movie was. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, we have like one.
2: Uh, yeah, we have, oh, we have one more question. I was going to oh. just say like, I feel like it's the, the modern day version of like symbiopsychotaxiplasm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is- it's like a, a film really that breaks all vision. the current
2: conventions and it's just, like, very confusing what's happening.
1: No, I think you're totally right. I, I, honestly, it would be interesting. I wish they did – like, I, it would be cool if they had in, inserted a little bit of their process of, of how they made it. But but, but, um, I think you're – like, I, as that movie does and it kind of becomes, like, this – such a reflexive, crazy mess. Um, but no, I yeah, the, the thing I love about that movie so much is that it just really does feel like um, – I don't know, like – I feel like the times, especially the time we are in now when everyone is so fucking, like it is impossible to to decipher information and figure out what is real and what isn't. And, you know, facts no longer seems to matter all so <laughs> much in any way. Um, I feel like the, the the spirit of making films like a Bloody Nose Empty Pockets now is, is, is I, I think is a lot more, um, I think it, it it is reflective of the moment of that we're in of, of just the, like the reality distortion effects of 2020, at least, um, maybe 2021 will be a, a return to fact and truth. But um, I love I love that film. I thought it was really, really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, the last one it's kind of a goofy one kind of not it's from 10 billion and it's uh would you retire in the villages or not (laughs) even for a bit for a laugh looking forward to seeing the film here soon (laughs) for a laugh i mean man,
1: i'm not not kidding i did think about at at a certain point i was like if we could find a cheap house here i was like maybe i should just get a bunch of my (laughs) friends who make art and we should just make like an art commune and just make it about that you know isn't about that place, but feels inspired by the strange choice that we've all made to live there. But no, I don't want to live there. And, you know, I, I don't have any interest. I mean, I, I do miss it weirdly at times. And I think it maybe just comes from the, miss, the, the feeling of missing, like making this film with, you know, the subjects. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was so fun and obviously really intense. But we all had such a fucking awesome time uh, doing it. But no, I I, I think I, I, I am curious like what the future of retirement looks like when the, when the baby, booming, you know, baby boomer generation is no longer with us. Like I, I do question, you know, what happens to the villages because, you know, are they going to recreate a different era? Will, will, of, will they cre- recreate the fucking 80s? Yeah, and- yeah. yeah. well, and then-
2: also just population dynamics where right now is when there's the most old people that there's going to be for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, you know, but, but then it's just sort of like, you know, will our standards of what, you know, I do wonder if the whole, if there will like one of the longstanding changes, maybe I'm completely wrong about this, but I do think like the return to the nuclear family that I feel like some people, if they're fortunate enough to have family still in their lives and a house to return back to, like, at least for me and a lot of my friends, like I'd say like 90% of my friends were back home um, with their, with their folks. I, I do wonder if there's this element that, I, you know, I, I do think like that the, the, the idea, the whole creation of age segregated communities in my mind is, is, is an unfortunate thing. And it's probably a response to society's just sort of like, I feel like society has made old, the older generation feel invisible for so long and not, you know, not, not welcome mm-hmm. in certain places. So it makes sense that they've created these enclaves, these utopias, where they can exist and they're the sort of centerpiece of, of the story. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I hope things change. And I mean, I think it would be, I think it's like, it's, it's a bummer that, you know, my grandparents don't live with my family and it, they live quite a ways away and they're much older now. So it's harder for them to to do things and it's harder for us to get to that. So it's, it's just like, it's a shitty, you know, I, I wish we all just lived under a roof The the communal way of living would be much better, I think, um, but anyway, yeah, short answer is I would not live there, I don't think. <laughs> I think I would be freaked out by the artificial construction of, of it all. Yeah. And I crave some form of, you know, reality, reality. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm sure you said that before I did on your thing. But for me, we synced up when we said that.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just uh, said, <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda, you know. Um,
0: uh, well, that – does it for the questions we had um i wanted to just i mean this sounds silly usually we're like do you have anything to plug to wrap things up and <laughs> you literally have a film uh <laughs> blank check blank check blank check yeah watch, and yeah, hotel for dogs um, we, we for will dogs. watch
2: blank check for this podcast we were yeah, actually please. talking about beforehand asking you to give us a film to
1: watch yeah well please if, we you, like, if you do yeah. it can i come back can we talk about it because i literally to, yes love to, we'd love okay. to have you back that um, that'd be a crazy right, well, let, episode. Let me know. I would love to. I'd love to return. Um, and I hope I, I. You know, I feel like I've been rambling. So I. I. I, I good luck editing this. Not at all. There,
0: <laughs> the beautiful thing is, there's very little editing. Yeah. Carson does not edit this. <laughs> <laughs> um, As you should not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that kind of does it um, for the episode right now. Jeff and I will edit our i guess we will edit we'll put our outro in later but uh lance thank you so much for taking the time to be on this i know on it's been birthday. like on your birthday on in the birthday. midst of promoting this film <laughs> no
1: man thank you thank you guys for having me it was fun to shoot this shit i feel like i've i've been fans of your guys is from a from a online you know for a while so it's nice to it's nice to just shoot the shit of and, course uh, i'm glad you like this film I, I really I'm i'm yeah. honored honestly you know what? Oh, I'm yeah. gonna say that
2: you are my current favorite Florida documentarian.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, damn, man! That, that uh, how about Harmony Corinne? He's he's uh, he kind of can double as uh,
0: I Jeff did not like I demo. I hate uh, Dumbo.
1: <laughs> you don't like the two move i mean this is the- oh fuck i forgot to plug those two movies the, the other two movies i was going to say that and ins- were deeply inspirational you know was, was the beach bum was a big one um and, and, and same with spring breakers but Beach bum, spring breakers bum are- my parents
2: have like a condo that is in one of the shots on spring breakers wow that shot in st pete <laughs> psychotic do did,
1: did they have any fun stories of how of uh them shutting down uh
2: their- I, I this is yeah it's a while ago now so i don't really remember okay. but yeah it's uh I also was like an extra in Dolphin Tale, which was a oh. film shot here. Wow, man! Look at you guys. Uh, you I'm guys. I'm very Florida yeah.
1: actor actors in disguise. No, yeah. I am. I, um, I, yes, Beach Beach Bum was awesome, and I I I'm sad. I don't know why that movie didn't get the love I I mm-hmm. it deserved when it came out. People, you know, I feel like critics and audiences are just sort of like this movie's weird and and i'm like yeah
0: yeah
2: it's You're like you think this is weird you should watch gummo yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i just like that i love that sequence of and people were talking about how it's too jokey but i i thought the sequence when they're dancing to is that all there is and they get into a car accident and yeah it like the guys yeah. Is, is it's such perfect a, such an amazing scene but um, i know and- the
0: music box was playing like an odorama version of it where they yeah. would put in a like weed scent if you like a few of the scenes and i never got to go see it but i did get to see the q a with harmony kareen where he uh like went up and just started playing like chief keef out of his iphone speaker into the mic for like two minutes and nobody laughed and it was just that's so weird (laughs) and so uncomfortable but it was it was great
1: such a a troll no yeah yeah, i I just think that movie is such a (laughs) It's got its heart and its sleeve. So it's sad yeah. to see everyone tear it apart. Cause I, I really do think, <laughs> I really do think it's like a very sincere movie yeah. in a way that you never really get to see. Like I, the his poetry at the end is so fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous and so funny. Anyway. All right. I'll leave yeah. you
0: guys. Thank you for having me. And that was the Lance Oppenheim episode. Like I said earlier, we didn't want to uh, be- <laughs> waste his time by like reading the patrons and all that jazz. So this is me adding it in later um, but if you would like to become a patron, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash carscast where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&A, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and much, much more. Um, and actually, before I do that, I forgot to announce the movie for next week, which is Secret Zoo. It is, I think, a relatively small movie. Jeff picked it this week, but it's about people who dress up as animals to start a zoo or something. It looks really funny. Um, I'm super excited about it, but Secret Zoo is the movie for next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll read the review next week when, when Jeff can be back for this usual outro. But for right now, these are the patron names. Uh, don't read this, just look dead in the camera. Wait a second, then pretend nothing happened. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Addison Ware, Allison Grace, Annabelle Falk, Ben Chow, Bex, Blake Root, Boat, Yo, Brandon Yu, Brock Schultz, Camilla, David, Eden, Fozzie, Bear, Grant, Gao, Hannah E., Harry, Remedianakis, I Don't Live in Ohio, It's Me, Luke Hillis, I'm Back, Bitches, uh, Iva, Jaden Easton, Jacob Colmes, Jane V., John Van Hout, Joshua Quizwicki, Kara M., Philosophy Philosophycast, KDT, Kaylee Patney, Liv Rob, Lucian Vecina, Molly Overbow, Martin Deff. Mary Lee Borslow, Micah Simmons, Michael Decker, Monroe Page, Riley Ost, uh, Robert Burke, Saba, Sam Farr, Sophia Arieta, Super Cali, Fragilistic, XBLA Dosh, Smitty Jaggerman, Jensen, Taylor Hardy, 10 Billion, Vegard Strom, Vera S. Xavier Fossier. And I think that's it. I think, yeah, that that'll do for this week. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for the continued support. Um, I think that'll do it for the episode. I don't have Jeff here to say catch you on the flip side, but I will do it for him. Uh, Catch you on the flip side, and catch you on the flip side, and flip side.